as, as we move into this scripture, we're looking at Acts chapter 10. And we're looking at a story this morning. It, it could be considered a drama, a story. I mean, however, uh, however you want to word it. But the story here is one of, of God's grace. It's just, it's, it's just an incredible story to me. And I've always loved reading this section. And, and it's spoken to me. It continues to speak to me. And, and I know he's going to speak to me again this morning. The three main characters that we see in this characters, I'm putting quotes around that in this quote around the drama as well, are Cornelius is the first one we see. He is a centurion that was in what was known as the Italian regiment in Caesarea. He and his family were devout, God, devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those who were in need and he prayed to God regularly. The second person we see here is Peter who is a disciple of Jesus we're familiar with him from from studying the gospels we've heard his different different things that have happened in his life he was formerly a fisherman in Galilee he's with Jesus throughout his ministry and the one whom Jesus referred to as the rock upon which Jesus would build his church and then we have the person of the Holy Spirit who's the third person of the Trinity, and the spirit of the living God. Those are our three main characters this morning. There are other supporting cast, if you're looking at it from the point of view of a movie or, or a play. But these are the three main ones that we see here. Let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer before we continue with looking into what happened here. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is truth. I pray... Lord, that this morning that your word be spoken through this, that you would speak to each and, every, each and every one of us so that we may understand your will for our lives, we pray. In Christ's name, amen. I'm not going to read directly from the scripture this morning because I want to tell it in more of a narrative or story format. The way that it's told, it would be told now. Now, our story starts in Caesarea, where a centurion named Cornelius lived. Cornelius, according to the second chapter here, of, chapter, of Acts chapter, of, I mean, second verse of Acts chapter 10, was a God-fearing man who gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. While he was praying at, his, at the usual hour of three o'clock in the afternoon, an angel of the Lord came to him and, said, and told him to send for a man named Simon called Peter, who would be staying at Simon the Tanner's house, in Joppa, as current day uh, Hapha. So Cornelius sent a couple of his servants and a devout soldier to retrieve Peter. The next day at noon, Peter and his companions were arriving at Simon the Tanner's house, which is by the Mediterranean Sea. When they arrived, Peter went onto the roof, which is a common place for privacy in, in that day, to pray with, while others were preparing a meal. While he was there, he realized how hungry he was and then went into a trance. While he was in that trance, he saw what looked like a sheet coming down from heaven with all kinds of animals on it, including four-footed animals, reptiles, birds. And a voice from heaven spoke to him and said, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. Peter said, Surely not, Lord. I've never eaten anything impure or unclean. 
Then the voice spoke again. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times. Blanket. Animals. Eat. No. Don't call them clean. Three times to Peter. And then the sheet returned into heaven. Now while Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, Simon, three men are looking for you. Get up and go downstairs and don't hesitate to go with them for I've sent them. Peter went down into the house and told the men, I'm the one that you're looking for. Why have you come? So they told Peter about their master Cornelius and his vision and said that the angel instructed told them what the angel had instructed Cornelius to do. So Peter invited them to be a guest, to be his house guest, and they stayed the night. The next morning, Peter, Cornelius' servants, and some of the Christians from Joppa left for Caesarea. They arrived at Cornelius' house the next day and found that Cornelius was not only expecting them, but he had also gathered, gathered his close friends and relatives. And then when Cornelius saw Peter, he bowed to him which was the custom. But Peter said, no, stand up. I'm only a man myself. While Peter and Cornelius were talking, they walked inside the house, and Peter found that there was a large gathering of people waiting for him there. You do know that it's against Jewish law for me, a Jew, to associate or visit with a Gentile. However, God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean so I came without raising any objection. May I ask, why have you sent for me? Cornelius told Peter the story of his angelic visit and said, For this reason I sent for you immediately, and it was, a good that you have, it was good of you to come. We're all here now to listen to everything that the Lord has commanded you to tell us. So Peter began to tell him about Jesus, how, how Jesus had walked with them and talked with them and taught them ate with them, died for them, and ascended into heaven. He told about forgiveness of sins through Jesus' name, and as he was speaking, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The Jewish believers who came with him were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had come to these Gentiles in the same way it had come to the Jews on the day of Pentecost. Then they were all baptized with water and in the name of Jesus Christ. Cornelius then asked Paul and his companions to stay with them for a few days. What a story, right? Quite a story. Cornelius praying. I really, I, the more I study this, the more I like Cornelius. Because Cornelius was praying obediently. He wasn't a Jew, but he was devout. And in, in, in that section of Scripture, it says that the Jews, for lack of a better term, the Jews liked him. He would give to the poor. He would, he would uh, in some ways, he was, seemed to be more devout than some of the Jews that went to their synagogue probably. But yet he was not converted to Judaism. But yet he feared God. And then we see him with this angelic encounter and being obedient with, to the angel and sending for Peter. Obedience. 
is the order of the day here. Something else interesting about, about Cornelius, that he was a centurion, which meant that he was a soldier that was over 100 men. So not only was he a Gentile, but he was one of the ones that was tasked with keeping the, and Pastor Tyler mentioned this word, the Pax Romana, which is the Roman peace, as an occupying presence. And if you remember from, I think it was last week, he was talking about what Pax Romana was. It was the, the, the uh, Roman Empire was going to be, bring peace to the world by conquering it. <laughs> Sounds kind of odd to us, I think. But he was going to, they were going to conquer the world and they were going to bring peace through force. And this Cornelius was one of the soldiers that was tasked with making sure this happened. But yet he was faithful to God. Almost a contradiction here. Well, not almost. I would say it, it would look as a contradiction, particularly to a Jew, because they would see, they would see occupier, they would see Gentile, at least the ones that didn't know him, would see these things about him. But yet, he was faithful to God. And then we look at Peter, further into Peter's situation here. And Peter was, he was, he was out doing what God had told him, to, what, what he had been instructed to do in spreading the gospel throughout the, the world as they knew it. Jesus called Peter the rock. He said, you are no longer Simon, you are Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church. The foundation upon which the church that Jesus would build would be built on this rock. And according to this vision, and I think this was really something, we look at it and we see the vision of these impure animals. And if you're not familiar with the way, uh, the way the, that the Jews do with their food, it's, they want anything that's not kosher. If you go into the grocery store, you'll see, you'll see signs on some foods that say kosher. And that means that you can eat it. I don't, I, I'm not going to go into all of the details of kosher eating. But the animals on that sheet were not kosher. And Peter said no, he wouldn't eat them. Like any good Jew would say. But yet, the fact that God brought this to Peter, the rock, is telling us, is showing us, according to this vision, that the foundation of the church would include those outside the Jews as well. That vision wasn't about food. After that vision, I'm sure Peter kept eating kosher. I mean, he was a Jew. That's what he did. Uh, it's not at all about being able to eat things that the Jews can't eat. It was all about the, the people... The Jews call unclean are being called clean by God. And something else interesting about Peter, and I have the title I put on this was the three threes about Peter. The first three, Peter denied Jesus three times. And something that was mentioned in Wednesday night Bible study was if if something is in the Bible three times, it's kind of like 
good is one time, better is two times, best is the third time. It is the way that the, the Bible, that God in the Bible uses the language to, to express importance. If it's done a third time, it is absolute important. Then I look at Peter denied Jesus three times. Peter's denial was of the highest order. It was three times. Just like the highest order of, of when God tells us something is three times. Second time, the second three here is Jesus forgave Peter three times. He said, do you love me, Peter? Three times. And Peter said, yes, three times. There we have an even higher order. And that's the threes from God himself. Jesus Christ. I forgive that, that. Do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? Yes. It was it was. Far more powerful than the three denials that Peter had given. Because we see Peter now living this life. And now we're on the third three today. The sheep. The sheep was lowered and and he was told to eat three times. He did not. He did. He refused to eat three times. And the spirit said and the voice said three times to eat to not call anything unclean that I've called clean three times. This is of the utmost importance. <laughs> it is that important to God that he did it three times. Showing that is we are to that we are not to just be for the Jews. We are for everybody. We are every person is made in the image of God. Every person is loved by God. So third of all, there's a story that I found in, in, in my study for this. It was found in the Wesley Study Bible. When he felt the call to become a missionary, the young man felt that he had been privileged, that he had been privileged to study and thought it was his responsibility to take God to other people. The story of Peter and Cornelius teaches us just the opposite. Cornelius is a Gentile, and yet God gives him the vision to seek Peter. This is a perfect example of prevenient grace, of God loving us even before we knew him. Now the young man who became a missionary is much more humble in his mission theology, and he sees that God he sees God at work around the world well in advance of the missionary visit. So we see Peter going out And the thought might be, well, he's taking Jesus to the different to these places. He's taking God to these places. But this Gentile named Cornelius heard from God before he even knew who Peter was. So God was already there doing a work in this Gentile's life before Peter even came into the picture. God was there calling this man who was a centurion who was a man who was a man of war, was, he was there already. 
Peter wasn't taking Jesus to the house of Cornelius because Jesus was already with Cornelius. The vision that Cornelius had is proof of that. The Holy Spirit fell on the people to show Peter that the Gentiles must also be reached with the gospel regardless of their connection with the Jew. I've already quoted verse 2 here. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. I think Cornelius already knew it, already, already had it down before Peter even saw the vision. Because in Matthew 6, verses 3 and 4, we read, But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. He hadn't heard any, he hadn't read Matthew 6, 3 and 4. Cornelius didn't know that Jesus had said that, and Peter would have listened and heard it. But God was already visiting with him. God was already there and through what he knew, Cornelius already understood that the gospel was to go to those that were not, not just for the Jews. So we, can, we continue this time after Pentecost and, and we see this situation where the Holy Spirit comes on the Gentiles here. Comes to these people that, that the Jews call unclean. In the same way that he came to the Jews on that Acts, Acts chapter 2, day of Pentecost. Shows that God doesn't, doesn't pick favorites. His grace is here to, to reach out to everyone. His grace was there. We sang a song about going out of out into the water about going where feet may fail Peter was in a situation just like that <laughs> had he been relying on his own strength he wouldn't have gone had he been relying on what he knew he wouldn't have gone to Cornelius because as he said That it's against Jewish law for me, a Jew, to associate or visit with the Gentile. But he wasn't going on his strength. He was going on God's strength and what God had shown him and what God had told him that Cornelius is not unclean. Nor is his family, nor are the Gentiles. So go and speak to them. And they received the Holy Spirit. And I keep saying it the same way that he had come to the Jews on the day of Pentecost. We need to be prepared that when God tells us to go and speak to someone that we may not particularly care to speak to. Or when God tells us that we need to go feed someone that may be dirty. May not have had a bath in a while. That we need to go do that. 
That when God calls us to do the things that He calls us to do, that we don't call those He's called us to minister to unclean. He says, do not call unclean what I have called clean. It didn't stop with Peter. That was, this, is, this is another one of the examples of application of going and spreading the gospel. Of going and making disciples. I really liked how that missionary... He felt called to become a missionary. But later on he realized that God was there before he even went. It's the way it is in our world today still. We sing a song, and, and I don't know if y'all are getting tired of hearing it yet or not, but we're going to sing it again. We sing this song because of the message. And we sing it because we really need to get this. We need to understand what is being said this morning in, in Acts chapter 10. We need to understand it. We don't need to just have us head knowledge of it. We need to understand it in our hearts. There's a wideness in God's mercy like the wideness of the sea. There's a kindness in His justice that is more than liberty. There is welcome for the sinner and more gracious for the good. There is mercy with the Savior. There is healing in His blood. Here's the part that we get in trouble sometimes with, a lot of times with. But we make God's love too narrow by false limits of our own. Yeah, I thought back to Paul when I read, when I read that line. And uh, Pastor Tyler preached on Paul uh, in the last couple of weeks. And his, well, it was last week, and talked about how he had went and gotten a mandate from the high priest to go out and to take care of these Christians that were not falling in line with the Jewish customs, that were teaching Christ, that were preaching things that they shouldn't be preaching according to the Jewish hierarchy. So Paul had this whole idea that he was out there doing the righteous thing. He was out there fighting the righteous fight. Getting rid of these people that were desecrating the name of God. That was what he was doing in his mind. He made God's love too narrow with false limits of his own. He was reaching out. To try to stop those who are different than what he than than him. That sound familiar today? Reaching out, trying to stop some, someone that's different than our own than us. And just as Paul did, we magnify its strictness with a zeal that God will not own. It's obvious the zeal was not God's when Jesus came to him on the road to Damascus and said, "Why are you persecuting me, Paul?" Saul, he was Saul at the time. I said the name wrong. That's sometimes, a lot of times, what gets us. Is we'll think, oh, that person, 
They're not reachable because of this or because of that. So why bother? Why, why waste our time going to them? Do not call unclean what I have called clean, God said. For the love of God is broader than the measure of man's mind. That's why we are in the scripture. That's why we read the word. That's why we are Bible reading, Bible believing Christians. Because it's the word of God. And the word of God is how we find the mind of Christ. That's how we discover what it is that he wants us to do. That's how we discover the love of God that is broader than, our, than a measure of our mind. Is through understanding his word. The heart of the eternal is most wonderfully kind. So what, what do we need to take from this this morning? We need to understand that. God has called us all. To make disciples. We've gone over that and over that and we know that. But who are we supposed to make disciples of? We're supposed to make disciples of those who need the good news. Who need to learn the good news and need to learn how to live out the good news. And then learn, need to learn how to become a disciple themselves. And sometimes the person God calls us to disciple may not be a person that we would have chosen ourselves. And we need to be aware of that. That's where feet may fail. 